honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Wonderful to be back on board once again today on another Friday morning here, at least in this case. <laughs> A three-in-one week for the Timberwolves. And perfect prediction, by the way. Yeah, I did predict the Wolves win the first three, and then they they uh, blow the uh, well, not blow, but they drop the uh, back-to-back game with the Milwaukee Bucks. Unfortunately, kind of a weird matchup. The Wolves play them well sometimes, and don't play them well sometimes. It started so good, and then of course the Wolves ran out of gas, and then forgot about the Greek freak. Didn't even guard him. It seemed like in the second half, particularly the fourth quarter, that was uh, yeah, that was a fun fourth quarter after things looked so good in the first three. But yeah, well, hmm. All right. Well, I hope all you. Uh, I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. I did. Uh, yeah, I did very much. So I magically found the SNES Classic. I found that on my own, and then uh, I <laughs> begged my parents to get me the uh, Famicom Classic, which is of course the Japanese version of the NES Classic. Very rare uh, system, hard hard to get. Well, the NES Classic's harder to get, I guess. Uh, but luckily, the Famicom one is sitting there on. Amazon right now for about a little over 90 bucks. That's not that bad. I got the uh, SNES Classic for regular price, which is insane. Amazon Miracle on uh, the 22nd of December. Let's move on. Phoenix Suns, Minnesota going to the Valley of the Sun, as we always like to call it. 115-106 victory. The Wolves did beat the Phoenix Suns this time. A little revenge, a little revenge factor. And Jimmy Butler showed up to play like he's done very much so. We'll talk about Jeff Teague, of course, at the Denver game, what took place there. Yeah, well, dodged a bullet, that's for damn sure. Um, <clears throat> boy, that uh, Mr. Thibodeau, he's been opening up that bench, hasn't he? Ooh, well, at least Gorgie Zheng and Jamal Crawford are getting over 20 minutes a game. That's good. Tyus Jones, who will be seeing uh, significant playing time, very efficient off the bench in that game. <clears throat> at least in terms of, I mean, the guy, he gets steals, that's for damn sure. He got one steal in the game, well, about 14 minutes, made three-fourths of his shots, including one of them a three-pointer, not bad. Jimmy Butler, though, kind of took charge when things got a little scary. T.J. Warren got hot. Phoenix Suns kind of came back in after the Wolves had a pretty sizable lead. T.J. Warren started hitting one thing after another, started getting steals and kind of getting to the basket. And the Wolves' defense started stinking. Uh, Troy Daniels splashed Dan 6 of 12 from downtown. What the heck is that? Just get the hell out! Go back where the hell you came from! 6 of 12? I mean, Troy Daniels, he's a, he shoots more threes than... Heinz has pickles. I mean, what's going on? And I can't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as witty yet. Uh, it'll it'll come one of these days. Dragon Bender certainly didn't find the magic this particular night. Thank God. <laughs> Last time he was quite the pain in the butt. Alex Land, not so much a factor either. Man, you know, as good a rebounder and as good a solid defensive uh, player as uh, Tyson Chandler is, uh, just a threat in the paint and all that good stuff. Just a, you know, he's a terror defensively. 15 rebounds and all that. I bet Phoenix Suns are just pining for the guy to either retire or get traded so Alex Len can be the starting center because obviously the guy's got an extreme amount of talent and he's quite a frustration for the Timberwolves every time we play him, that's for sure. You also have Greg Monroe, so that's an interesting combination. Um, 
TJ Warren was pretty deadly, though, in the game. Obviously, 24 points, 9 rebounds, and a fun overall night. He was forcing turnovers, and he did a good job. Troy Daniels, though, a guy who was barely in the league just a couple years ago, 18 points off the bench, like I said. All six of the shots he made were three-pointers. He only attempted two <laughs> He only attempted two uh, regular shots, two-pointers in the game. 12 threes attempted by Troy Daniels, but he was making them, and he was keeping the Suns in the game, believe it or not. But Jimmy Butler, generally speaking, took charge like he's been doing. Drawing fouls, attacking the basket, going glass. I just, oh, I love when he goes glass. He's got a little, he's got a little Joey in him. You know, that, that's me, of course, when I would go glass all the time. Jimmy does have a little Joey in him. <laughs> attacking the basket, going glass. That's my style of play. Obviously, Jimmer, Jimmy, Jimmer, yeah, Jimmer. Jimmy, uh, slightly better at it, I guess. Just a little bit. Not, not too much better, though. Eh. Okay, I'm just kidding, obviously. The guy definitely looking like the old number 23 out there this most of the week. Not quite as much in the Bucks game, but yeah, well, thank God the Wolves survive. A little scared by the Phoenix Suns. They kept crawling back in it, but the Wolves end up finishing the job. That third quarter was quite scary. But again, the Wolves finished the job. Jimmy Butler putting them ahead, and the Suns crowd quieted quickly after that. <sighs> so we breathe a little sigh relief. You don't want to lose the season series to the Phoenix Suns. I, I don't think I could stomach that. That's some serious BS, isn't it? So, the Laker game, Merry Christmas, and all that good stuff. Um, interesting crew we had uh, talking about the Wolves the whole game. Man, that Laker team, they're just up and down the floor, aren't they? And it was annoying. It's like the Wolves walk up the ball, the Lakers run, the run, 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 run. They're a little erratic, though, and luckily the Wolves did pull away, but uh, not without taking a heap of criticism from Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley especially, uh, Kenny Smith, guys like that, Kenny the Jet Smith. Kenny the Jet Smith, I think, is the most normal, you know, down-to-earth guy out of the three. They're grounded, you know what I mean? He's not up in the clouds like Chuck, but let's be honest, though. Can you can we take a little criticism, a little bit? You know, some people here are a little too sensitive. You know, we start getting all offended, like, oh, the, they hate us. Why do they got to be so hard on us? Oh, I turned the volume off and turned the radio on. Well, that's fine, but I don't know. I mean... Y- y- I don't know. They made some good points. I mean, we have athletes on the team. We don't seem to utilize them. We're playing kind of like walking the ball up the court. Unfortunately, that's a lot of what Jeff Teague is, though. Uh, Teague, really erratic turnovers time and time again. He was losing the ball a lot and making some erratic passes, yet he still managed to get 10 assists in the game, and that's kind of what type of week uh, Jeff Teague had before he dodged a bullet uh, late in the Denver game. Let's continue. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns had the highlight of the night. A nice pass from Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets. Oh, enough of the Buckets thing. I'm, I hate Ricky Davis. Stop stop bringing up Ricky Davis, will you? Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, we can call him Buckets, okay, but he's a little more rounded than Jimmy uh, Jimmy Bucket or than uh, uh, Ricky Davis. Ricky Buckets, whatever he was. He's a little more rounded in terms of his game. He can play defense. The whole point of Buckets was that's all Ricky Davis did, and he agreed, like, yep, I don't play defense, I just try to score. And we all know how much better, how much better the Wolves got when Ricky Davis came. They went from a 500 team to a cellar dweller, baby, in six months, or, well, not six months, but a half-season period, 42-game period. That's not good. Uh, Jimmy Butler, a little better than Mr. Buckets, the, the original Buckets out there, so... Yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't like that nickname very much. No offense. Nothing personal. Uh, Carl, though, nice highlight play. Late in the game and the barbecue chicken looking right at Shaquille New. The barbecue chicken play. That was pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure where that even came from. I have no idea 
what dunking a ball has to do with barbecue chicken, but I guess you're just grinding your teeth or something. Um, it was a good play, though. Forgive my ignorance. For those of you that might be annoyed with me right now, I don't know. Uh, Jamal Crawford, really nice week and strong off the bench again. 19 points. He was fun to watch in Los Angeles. It looked like he was back on the Clippers out there as he was very, very familiar with the confines of uh, the Staples Center. Of course, they were the other tenants of that building, which again shows you that two teams can share the same arena which is something we just hate doing in this town for some reason. And have been that way since, uh, you know, the North Stars left. Yeah, we just can't have the North Stars in uh, Target Center. That just couldn't happen, you know. That's bullcrap. We just can't do that. But yet, Staples Center, in the second richest city in the United States, has three teams in it. Three. <laughs> they have more money than, 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 than they have. To, they have more money than they can count, the city of angels, as they call it. And I mean, literally, it's probably actually almost richer than New York. Nah, maybe not. But, I mean, you have the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Kings, yet the Timberwolves couldn't, the Timberwolves and the North Stars couldn't work things out in the Target Center. God, help me. God, give me the strength with that one. I'm still bitter about that. Only It's only been 24 years, but I'm still bitter about that. Ah, let's move on. Uh, Todd Gibson was awesome in the game. He was a joy to watch. He even hit a three late in the game. He was making everything. Just getting up close to the basket, putting it in there, hitting some mid-ranges. Those nice baby hooks that actually look good, unlike Pekovic's, which drove me nuts. And Rosho Nesterovic's were even worse. And Al Jefferson drove me crazy with the baby hook, too, when he has a lot more rounded game than a freaking baby hook. Oh, Pekovic, you and your damn baby hook. Oh, that drove me nuts. But Gibson actually good at it, you know, to a, and he was so valuable in the game. I thought he was the... I thought he was the star of the game, to be quite honest. His defense and obviously the efficiency down low. I thought he outshined everybody. Him and him and uh, Jamal Crawford, just wonderful additions to this club. Obviously, Jimmy and Jamal definitely have a nice thing going. Uh, ever since they got here, pretty much, they they talk a lot. They, they you know they discuss things. They're kind of the two captains on the club. And I gotta say, I think Todd Gibson's kind of sort of one of them. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is, has to be kind of one of the alternate captains, but. I don't know. Uh, Tyus Jones, very good in the game as well. Drew some high, very positive recognition from the crew, the Charles Barkleys and Kenny Smith especially. They like him, and they, they, they like his IQ. They, they, they know he's a winner, and obviously played with Duke and National Championship. Every single game Tyus Jones plays, he at least forces one turnover, and he forced two in this game. This was kind of similar to the Phoenix game, where the sun started running on us, started scaring us, and he just pulled, pulled away later in the game, and that was nice. Uh, the Lakers were just running all over the Wolves for a while there, and it was scaring the crap out of me. It was scaring the bleep out of me. Kyle Kuzma, that son of a gun, couldn't miss for the longest time. And then once he started clanging, everyone else started clanging, and the Wolves started uh, rolling. And uh, Jordan Clarkson, last time he made 10 threes, this time he made... Are we ready here? Are we ready? Zero. <laughs> That's more like it. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you very much. And I will reiterate once again, what the heck is Tyler Ennis doing on the uh, Los Angeles Lakers? I thought he was on the wild. Tyler Ennis? I still can't get over that one. Tyler Ennis? <laughs> and Tyler Ennis is actually playing a little better for the wild. There'll be a new show out tomorrow night. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, nothing special. Jordan Clarkson just clang after clang after clang. Still managed to get 17 points off of some of those fast breaks and all. Andrew Bogut started in the game, and I didn't even notice the guy. He, uh, what the hell? Andrew Bogut, you know, I, 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 that's, that's too bad. I like the guy, damn it. And you guys out in Australia know I love your countryman, Andrew Bogut. Love the guy to death. 
Julius Randle, a bit dangerous. He still looks better than Shabazz Muhammad. It's being a, one of the goofballs out there got in an argument with, uh, not not really an argument, just kind of like he told me the GTFO because uh, he told me Shabazz is better than Julius Randle. Get real, man. Get real. I, come on. And, and Julius Randle isn't a great player, but let's get real here. Seriously. And, and Ricky Rubio is better than Russell Westbrook, too. That That's the next one. You know, I mean, we can be fans of the Wolves, but let's... Come on, you know, don't insult my intelligence with that one. 27th of December, the Minnesota Timberwolves host the Denver Nuggets in a very, very, very entertaining game against a very, very good basketball team. Uh, Denver is good. They're a very good team and another rotten third quarter for the Wolves. Just like the Phoenix Suns game again. Uh, the Wolves were leading most of this game. They end up blowing the lead. Denver ends up taking, you know, ends up taking over. The whole second half, Denver pretty much ruled, and the Wolves just basically hanging on there. Ay, ay, ay. Ah, Nikola Jokic, 22 points. Plumlee didn't have quite the exciting move the game before. Murray, not as exciting either, but still a very solid game. Will Barton was toasting the Wolves all night. Trey Lyles was getting floaters, hitting threes. Will Barton, same thing. He was pretty much making everything. Those are the guys that led the Phoenix Suns charge. Gary Harris is back. He played 41 minutes, and he wasn't that good. I mean, I I, I don't know. He wasn't that good out there. Daryl Arthur barely got in the game. Remember that guy? Yep, I always bring him up because, yeah, I don't know. It's too bad. I kind of feel for that guy. He should have had a better career than he did. Seems like a fairly nice individual. Uh, the fun, entertaining game that ended up being extremely entertaining because you saw a guy that went eight bleep in that fourth quarter, keeping the Wolves in it as Denver actually was taking the lead and all that. And, of course, he scored all the points until Jamal Crawford in the end. That's a guy by the name of Jimmy Butler. i got to get a new nickname for him. Just just one for this show, but I don't have it yet. Uh, oh, I keep looking at that play there, too, with Jeff Teague, the, the jump ball near the end of the fourth quarter. But, uh, yeah, Will Barton obviously caught fire, and he was, I don't know, the whole game, both teams are whining about calls, and there were a lot of ticky-tack fouls called, but I don't know. I mean... Too much whining back and forth. Some of them are pretty obvious. You know, I mean, maybe not that obvious, but it's a typical foul call, you know, where you put some hands in. Andrew Wiggins, I don't think he fouled. I believe that was Trey Lyles. Yeah, I don't think he fouled him, actually. He just had his hands up. I don't know. There, there are some rules to basketball that drive me nuts where you can literally just run into a guy and, and the foul is called on you and your feet. You know, it's just, I don't know. It is what it is. It's just it's the way it's been for a long time. But, and it's, I don't know, that's why everybody resorts to three-point shooting non-stop nowadays because they just avoid all that contact and cheap foul calls. That's pretty much why the game has become what it's become. Todd Gibson continued his extremely efficient streak. I wouldn't even call it a hot streak. He's just extremely efficient. Uh, Jimmy Butler looked exhausted out there, and he had every reason to be. He drew one foul after another, attacking the basket, and every time he was on the ground, he didn't get up for a while. It's not because he was hurt. It's because he was tired. I mean, he's exhausted. The guy was putting up pull-up jumpers like Michael Jordan and, man, I mean, Jimmy Jordan out there. He looked like Jimmy Jordan, and I don't know, I, I guess that'll be his nickname when he plays games like this. Of course, most of you saw it. I got to think, 39 points, and, of course, attacking the basket like Michael Jordan. Again, pull-up jumpers, and then plays off the glass, drawing fouls. The guy was as aggressive as it gets. He actually didn't hit the dagger shot. That was Jamal Crawford. He did make. Uh, he had his own. He had one of his two free throws missed in the game. The final uh, free throw attempted, and his final point took place. And that free throw <laughs> that got him to 39 instead of 38. Butler extremely aggressive in this one. 
Just spectacular the way he went to the basket time and time again. One mid-range shot after another. Turnarounds, pull-ups, spectacular. He really looked like Michael Jordan. I mean, there's no other player I can compare Jimmy Butler to during that stretch in the third, in the in the fourth quarter into overtime. He had about 23 points in that period. He had 11 points in the overtime period. And 13 were scored by the Wolves in OT. Just unbelievable. And he set up... Uh, Actually, 14 were scored because he had that free throw. Pardon me. 14. Yep, that's right. Uh, he set up Jamal Crawford for that final shot as well. Just a nice little... Kind of, a, kind of a long two by Jamal, but a beautiful shot. The guy can make anything. I mean, the guy could shoot in his sleep some nights, Jamal Crawford. Uh, Gorgie Zhang continuing to put up... Uh, he puts up decent numbers, but he also does things that don't show up in the stat sheet, of course. You know, he sets screens like nobody's business, high screens and such. Gorgie Zhang's value is off the charts. He, he changes shots. I love Gorgie Zhang very much. Um, the only reason, again, why he doesn't get playing time is because Taj Gibson is so good. Well, he doesn't get starting minutes, I should say, is because of how good Taj Gibson is. I mean, the guy has been an absolute godsend to this team. Um, and now we get to the Jeff Teague moment, of course, the uh, jump ball with about 11 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. A play where Andrew Wiggins couldn't believe it was called a jump ball. He thought he had a block on the play. He thought he had forced a turnover. And then Jeff Teague, is he, he gets bumped into by, I can't remember which Nuggets player, if it was Barton, I believe. It looked it absolutely looked like an ACL. Uh, the way the knee turned, it made that, it was a signature movement with his knee of an ACL tear and miraculously and I mean miraculously of course reported by Woj at the uh, Adrian Rojanowski and I got it every time I see those pull-up jumpers by Jimmy Butler he looked like Jordan well yeah I gotta mention his comment that was kind of mm, but I'll finish with Jeff Teague first yeah I'm not a fan of that comment really it's kind of silly but um Jeff Teague, though, it was signature of an ACL tear. I mean, it looked exactly, you know, I mean, watch every player that tears their ACL. Like, it, it looked kind of like Jabari Parker's um, last season when it, just his knee buckles and goes like that. I, you know what I'm talking about. And then a lot of people hear the old celery snap because it makes a sound. You can hear it. It pops like a stick of celery popping, except worse because it's it's a it's a stronger item than a, than a stick of celery, obviously. You wouldn't want celery sticks in your knees, but... <laughs> Because that wouldn't last very long. Um, but, yeah, it's like a celery stick times 10, and then you're done, you know? And then you get your MRI to not only reveal the damage, but also where it is and how to do this, that. that that's the whole point of the MRI. And then, miraculously, the report came from Adrian Wojnarowski that uh, there was no structural damage. And we're talking, holy moly, man. I mean, hallelujah, amen, you know? <laughs> that was... Unbelievable that Jeff Tate came out of that without uh, structural damage. He will miss. He, he is out indefinitely, which could mean two to four weeks is my guess. That's all a wild guess, so maybe up to a month. That's just my guess. You never know. They say they call it a sprained MCL. I can't believe it. Uh, that's pretty much what my brother had. It was scary. One time we were just playing kickball with some little kids up the street. Next thing you know, he's on the ground. Uh, it was more of a hyperextended knee, but it ultimately was a sprained MCL. It's that 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 P, that big tendon in the inside uh, that you feel, you know, the facing the inside of your body, so to speak, which kind of faces the other knee. That type of that that one. Obviously, the ACL is way in the middle. You can't really feel it unless you press hard. I don't even want to think about that one. God help me. But uh, MCL sprain, not even a tear. Where a tear is like six weeks, six to eight weeks. A sprain, though, two to four, something like that, 
is my guess. That's a guess. Uh, I remember six to eight usually with a with a tear though of an MCL. Um, amazing that that didn't happen. Uh, wow. I'm very happy for Jeff Teague that he will be the point guard of the Timberwolves again. But also a lot of people thrilled to see uh, Tyus Jones get the much deserved minutes and all that. It's sad though uh, to think you know the guy's got you know somebody has to get injured. But hey, you know. Tyus Jones isn't a superstar. We can all calm down as well. But again, he does deserve minutes. Yes, uh, he's absolutely an NBA player. Um, regardless if he's too short, this and that. No, he's a, he's, a, he's an NBA player without a doubt. And he does a heck of a job and happy to have him. The amount of steals the guy gets is crazy. Uh, <laughs> can you not love him? Now we have the border battle. Not quite as dramatic as... Uh, it's kind of like when the Brewers went to the National League too. Bummer. You wish the Wolves and the Bucks were in the same division, but... Then again, I can have a soft spot for the Bucks. I don't have to hate them. Kind of like the Milwaukee Brewers. I have a little soft spot for them, too, because, well, I mean, they used to be in the same league. They used to be in the American League, but they were in the American League East. So, okay, let's continue. Um, fun start to the game. The Wolves were crushing this club. Andrew Wiggins moving over to shooting guard. Strange. Jimmy Butler to small forward, of course, to guard a guy by the name of the Greek freak because still can't pronounce it real well. The Wolves held a nice, strong lead, well, uh, 10-point lead into the half. They were up by as much as 20 in this game, 20 points in this game. That was in the first half, and it slowly started dwindling. He started seeing silly turnovers, and Eric Bledsoe with a freaking, <laughs> with a pick six, basically, is what it was. Luckily, it wasn't six points, but I don't know. A lot of these guys are talking too much, too. After that one, he's talking and making all this ruckus. And, of course, Jimmy Butler, after that beautiful pull-up pull up jumper, I guess Denver was saying, you can't bleep with me. Of course, he was actually saying the F word. And it's like, okay. And he kept saying it and kept saying it. And it's like, yeah, don't do that. You don't have to lower yourself like that. You're, you're better than that, Jimmy. Come on. I mean, did you know, you don't have to do that. I know you're feeling it and you're excited. Maybe those guys were talking a lot of stuff, but don't do it, okay? Just not worth it. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, though, straight out of Phoenix not too long ago. Huge game, 26-point effort, five steals. Did a little Tyus Jones in that one. He was outstanding throughout the game. Thonmaker still looks as raw as ever. Well, when is that guy going to come around? I, I like him a lot, but he's not coming around yet, unfortunately. Um, Giannis, he wasn't spectacular in the game, per se, until later on, like in the fourth quarter, when nobody was guarding him. I didn't understand it. And he went through two players on more than one occasion. It was just kind of silly. And he did a little Jimmy Butler, too, setting up Eric Bledsoe. Just kind of how <laughs> Butler set up Jamal Crawford against the Denver Nuggets. Just kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. Not weird that he was able to set him up. It's, it's uncanny how it all kind of happened similarly. But it was weird how nobody was guarding the guy, it seemed like. He was just going right through multiple players. And it didn't seem like the effort was there. Uh, I, I didn't understand it. It's like the Wolves were like, ah, screw it. We're, we're going to lose this one. And obviously Giannis is a great player and all that. We all know the Greek Freak is one of the best players in the NBA. I, I'll never deny that. But, and I know the, the number one excuse is that we didn't have our legs, this and that, back-to-back. I don't know. Maybe you got to open that bench a bit more. I mean, Jimmy Butler, 43 minutes after the effort he put in last night, he looked like he was going to pass out. He was exhausted uh, against the Nuggets. And 43 minutes again against the Bucks, a regulation game. I mean, you know, give him a little teeny bit of time off. Kind of ridiculous. Uh, Tyus Jones' numbers here. This is the thing which tells you Tyus Jones, it doesn't matter if he starts or come off the, comes off the bench as long as he gets some, like, 20 minutes or so. 
he has the same type of numbers he would get if he had 20 minutes. You know, the six points, five assists, five, five steals, which is, I, I guess that's a little up, but still, he's had four steal games in those 20-minute efforts. Um, so, I mean, the guy, obviously is a talented player, but it doesn't really hurt him coming off the bench, where other guys it might a little bit. That type of situation. Um, Jamal Crawford wasn't hitting his shots either. Gorgie Zhang was invisible outside of getting eight rebounds. We appreciated that. But kind of a quiet game from a lot of guys. Aaron Brooks only got three minutes off the bench. I think you could have put him in there. You could have left him in there a little more. I mean, he was good in the little time he got to play. He got a couple shots. Uh... Clearly, though, a lot of guys dropped off. The effort wasn't the same because of exhaustion, this and that. Too many minutes, Tom Thibodeau. When it's a back-to-back situation, guys need to sit a little bit, need to get a little more rest, I got to think. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with putting Cole Aldrich in there for a little while. He's not a great player, but still. Marcus Hunt out there a little longer, maybe, especially when you're way ahead against the Bucks. Let Butler sit and rest so he can have energy later during the stretch run. So maybe he could make a defensive play on Giannis. Or, of course, be a little more on his game in that second half because he was just off and the Wolves only managed to... Man, it was a rough, rough fourth quarter. Only 12 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, guys are missing everything. Missing threes, missing easy shots, missing layups. Couldn't get anything done, pretty much. 27-12 to 12 fourth quarter and the Bucks steal this one from the Wolves when it looked like the Wolves are going to blow the Bucks right out of the gym. So quite upsetting at the end of the day for me, personally. So, let's pass out the awards. The Alpha Wolf is going to definitely go to Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Jordan, with the way he played against the Denver Nuggets, against the Suns, and all that. Uh, He was good against the Lakers, too, but I thought Todd Gibson was a little better. I mean, I loved what Gibson did, and of course, the highlight play of the night was Carl Anthony Towns in Corey Brewer's face and drawing the foul in that play, the old barbecue chicken celebration. That was cool. Uh, I keep seeing that injury. God! Poor Jeff Teague. I keep seeing it replaying over. I gotta stop looking at that. Ah, it was Gary Harris that went into him. Okay, now I know who it was, at least. Gary Harris. Uh, a guy who was hurt earlier in the year as well, but back playing, not certainly on the game that we know Gary Harris can do. Um, but no, Alpha Wolf Award will go to Jimmy Butler, the Johnny Flynn Memorial this week. Well, Jeff Teague was pretty rough at times. He was getting some lame turnovers. He was taking some weak shots. I'm having a hard time giving it to him, though, because of the injury, but before he got hurt, I guess, he was kind of Johnny Flynn Memorial-ish. He, he wasn't the best. He wasn't, it wasn't his best a week, we'll say. Um, I wish Tom Thibodeau would stretch that bench a little bit. That, I mean, it's like the, it's too many minutes for the starters. I, I know it's rep- repetitious, it's boring, but it shows up in these back-to-backs. When guys are completely running out of gas, it's got to stop. Just like when Mike Yo would always say about Ryan Suter on the Wild, that, oh, Suter was gassed. Suter was gassed out there. Well, that's because you're playing him too much, you know? I mean, my God, have him sit down a shift or two extra on on occasion. You can't, I mean, he was leading the NHL in time on ice. So, of course, Suter was gassed. Give him some time down so he can make a play late in the game and he's not getting beat, you know, and getting humiliated. Stuff like that. And that's kind of what took place in this game when Giannis literally walked right through the Wolves. I don't know how many times in that fourth quarter. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. So, guys couldn't keep up with the Bucks' quick passing and, and uh, threes and all that. And that, again, again, you know, you have no legs. You, you can't keep up with them. So, stuff like that is what drives me nuts. I'm going to say, I don't know. Well, I already gave out the awards. So, yeah, it's like a soft one to Jeff Teague again. And I strong wish to a speedy recovery, but also the minutes still frustrating me. That's another part of the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Kind of a long first, first uh, 
segment, but of course, always a lot to say. We'll come back. We're going to preview three games as we head into the new year. Oh, goody. Come fourth quarter. Well, forget the ticket. Give it to the butler. are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. The previous segment, we're going to preview four games, starting with the Minnesota Timberwolves heading to Indiana on New Year's Eve. How about that? The most overrated holiday of all time, in my opinion. I like New Year's Day as one of the more underrated holidays where everything is chill and quiet. Finally, a lot less all that ruckus and hullabaloo. I hate crowds. I hate noise. I hate all that. I just want to relax. That's all. That's all I want. That's all I want, okay? A good time to me is relaxing. Not dealing with all that nonsense. So, yes, the Timberwolves will be wrapping up the season series after getting blown up by the Indiana Pacers way back on October the 24th as this season started earlier than previous seasons. So, it just did. Uh, Victor Oladipo showed early signs of what kind of season he was going to have. Jeez, the guy's averaging like 24 points a game. I can't even believe how good Victor Oladipo is working out. Of course, yes, he played for Indiana and all that. Indiana Hoosiers, and he's having a hell of a time there. 28 points to start off his season, Darren Collison, remember that guy when he played so well for the uh, New Orleans Hornets at the time. And then he went to the Hornets, uh, the, the Pacers. This is his second tenure. His first tenure, not so great. And then he kind of bounced around the league to teams like Sacramento and such. And now there he is, 16 assists again, at least that particular night. He's had quite a uh, quite a run as well. He's only averaging about six assists on the season. All the depots helping him out with about four a game, though. And uh, overall, not a bad basketball team. Uh, the Pacers just rolled all over the Wolves that particular night, way back at the beginning of the season. Uh, this was the second game of the year for the Wolves. Things opened up with the Spurs a couple nights before. Oladipo, solid uh, overall run this year, 25 points a game. He's just kind of doing it all, all about 43% from beyond the arc, almost 50% from the floor. Miles Turner's about 50%. Bogdanovich is 48%. That is young, that guy. Remember him? About 49%. Darren Bleepin Collison, the, the point guard, almost or about over 47%. Dantas Sabonis, that's right, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, pardon me, 53%. These guys are getting it done. I mean, it's a solid offense. They're making their shots, and they're doing well. Uh, their last five games have not been good, though. They recently lost a one-point game to Boston. Okay, it's Boston. But then you lose by 10 to Atlanta. Or, no, you do beat Atlanta. Pardon me, I'm getting all crazy here. Brooklyn, they beat the Brooklyn Nets by four get crushed, absolutely obliterated by Detroit, and then you lose to Dallas. Ugh, lose to Dallas at home. Oh, that sucks. Dallas has won a couple games of late. Pacers are 19-16 and 16 at the moment. Their field goal percentage is off the charts. They're fourth in the league. They're, third, they're second in the league in three-point percentage, and overall offense in terms of points scored, eighth points, eighth in points scored in the NBA. Rebounding, they're not so great. They're in the bottom third of the league, but my God, they're a very efficient offense. Very efficient. They're actually top field goal percentage guy is Al, Al Jefferson of all people, but he's only played in 12 games and very limited minutes. He's just uh, not the same. Uh, Lance Stevenson, a guy a lot of us would have liked to have kept with the Wolves. Almost nine points a game, 23 minutes. He would have been a valuable asset, I think, off the bench. I'd kind of rather have him than Shabazz right now. Um, at least he provides some defense and all that. Yeah, Lance Stevenson back in Indiana, like when he blew into LeBron's ear a couple of years or several years ago, uh, when he was still with the Heat. Um, that was an interesting situation there. Um, 
Man, Lance Stevenson doing well there. And this time he's not hurting his ankle, the poor guy. <laughs> I felt bad for him. Uh, Thaddeus Young back to not rebounding and averaging about 12 points a game and still being very efficient for the Indiana Pacers. I don't like this matchup at all. Um, the Wolves never play well against Indiana, and right now this team is playing excellent basketball. They're making their shots, and they've been making them all season. Ouch. Well, I think the Indiana Pacers sweep the Wolves, unfortunately. I don't like the matchup, and it's one of those kind of early afternoon games, which are fun to watch. Of course, it's New Year's Eve. Everybody's so excited about New Year's Eve. Yay. We're happy for you. <laughs> if I was at home playing the SNES Classic or something like that, I'd take that any day. Oh, okay, the ball's about to drop. Turn the TV on. Okay, the ball dropped. Okay, now I'm just going to eventually uh, maybe hang out a little longer and then go to bed. That's about it. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but all of you are probably like, is he crazy? Yeah. Yep, I'm crazy. Concluded. So, uh, yes, the Wolves will not beat the uh, Indiana Pacers, unfortunately. It's just not a good matchup. Let's be honest. Let's be fair. And if the Wolves do beat the Indiana Pacers, good on them. That'd be a wonderful win, actually. Uh, the Wolves don't play very well against teams that are like that, against teams like this that are that are so efficient from the outside. It's just not been a good run for the Wolves in perimeter defense. So why should I pick the Wolves to win against the Pacers right now? Uh, Indiana's going to win the game 111. It won't be 130 to 107 like last time. That was ridiculous. It's going to be 111 to 102, something like that. Indiana wins the game. Uh, Jimmy Butler, of course, I got to think he would be the top dog in the game. Though, for me, there's no reason to believe that Al Jefferson can't have a nice, strong performance. The uh, Miles My- Turner's a nice shot blocker, but Al Jefferson, or excuse me, Al Jefferson, Carl Anthony Towns definitely uh, can take it to the, you know, if he plays more of a down-low game rather than trying to match the Pacers from downtown, if Carl Anthony Towns plays aggressive down-low and, of course, is the recipient of some nice uh, passes into the lane as he's cutting to the basket, that's where Carl's at his best, obviously, or just going to the basket, putting up floaters or dunking on people or whatever it is, going off the glass, which he's oh so good at all those different possibilities. Mm. Um, there's no reason why Carl Anthony Towns can't have a big, big, big night. Uh, he should have upper 20s, I got to think. And if Jimmy Butler and Carl both play up to their potential in, in this game, both play the way they have been playing, actually, I should say, and of course, Carl shows up in a big way against the Pacers. Well, the Wolves have a chance, but I think at the end of the day, the Pacers will win out the game. 111-102. Let's continue. Minnesota. Oh, shoot. I got to change the thing. <laughs> Don't you just love having to change the calendar? Okay, Minnesota hosts the Los Angeles Lakers for the first time this season. Of course, the series season series opener was Christmas Day. Nice little win for the Wolves. I don't see any reason why the Wolves can't beat the Lakers again, particularly in the target center. Why not? Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma showing a lot of us what he can do on Christmas Day. He really, you know, he's a guy that not too many people know about just yet. I mean, he's still making a name for himself out there. Lonzo Ball, a lot of us hope he'll play for the first time against the Wolves. And anyone that says uh, Lonzo Ball not playing on Christmas Day ruined their Christmas, come on. (laughs) You know, wake up. You know, I, I don't think it should ruin your Christmas, especially when he's not even on your team. Laker fans, okay, maybe you were a little annoyed with it. So, I get that. Vince Germano couldn't even watch the game because he was busy with uh, Boxing Day. So, that's unfortunate. Vince Germano, big shout-out to you, of course. Other Laker fans like Stu Benson and Kalen Woods, in case they're listening to the show as well. I think they do. I think they don't. I don't know. They might. They might not. Um, Obviously, a winnable game for the Wolves. It's all about the athleticism and the three-point shooting with the Lakers. That's how the Lakers would beat the Wolves. Otherwise, the Wolves just stick to their game, attack the basket, 
and all that because, you know, there's no reason why the Wolves shouldn't be able to attack the basket. Uh, the Lakers' three-point percentage isn't good. It's just they attempt about a gajillion of them. That's the problem. And their offense is, is capable. They're in the top third of the league. They're third overall in the NBA in rebounding, which is another reason why the Wolves might, might not beat the Lakers because the Wolves' rebounding has been disappointing this year, to be quite honest. Even though you have Carl Anthony Towns who's capable of pulling down 16, Taj Gibson is capable of pulling down double digits as well, after that, it gets really, really uh, scarce. And, of course, Jimmy Butler's capable of pulling down rebounds as well. But sometimes it's just not our night. Sometimes the big men aren't pulling down the rebounds. And guys like Julius Randle and such are kicking our butts in the boards. And, of course, Brooke Lopez needs to be healthy as well for that to, to help out. Of course, he's never never been that great of a rebounder. But some years he was. It's kind of an overall effort for the Lakers in rebounding. Guys like Larry Nance Jr. off the bench pulling down about seven. Lonzo Ball, to this point, has pulled on about seven rebounds a game. He's definitely been a triple-double threat right out of the gate. Kind of like the old guy, Magic Johnson, but in, in the sense of the triple-doubles. His game is different. Obviously, it's a different generation, and it's hard, to, it's hard to compare with Magic Johnson. I mean, yeah, let's not be too silly. But, you know, like a Jason Kidd, but better. I think maybe Lonzo Ball could be a better Jason Kidd. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, again, yeah, i got to be very careful because Jason Kidd is Hall of Fame level, too, so... Yeah, but he's he's, sim- he's going to be similar to Jason Kidd, I think. Maybe a little better offensively. There we go. A little bit more of a scorer offensively than Jason Kidd, but the all-around game, similar to J-Kidd. Uh, Brandon Ingram, very nice rookie, or a very nice up-and-comer for the, uh, not rookie, but second-year guy for the Lakers. His value is excellent, uh, obviously. Still got a nice positive future with the Lakers, and he continues to show more and more what he can do. About 16 points a game this year. Kyle Kuzma, though, been a great story there in Los Angeles. Minnesota, well, I mean, you, you, you got to win this game. Take a 2-0 lead in this series and then go from there. I wouldn't be surprised if the Wolves drop the April 6th game to wrap up the season, but the Wolves should win both of the home games and win the series three games to one. Uh, the next series, the next game of the series is right after Valentine's Day and then, of course, April 6th. Minnesota will win this game, I believe. Higher scoring to a point, something the likes of 112 to 100, something like that. I think the Wolves will have a comfortable win over the Lakers, maybe even more than that. Something like 115 to 105, 100, something like that. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, that's the guy I'm, I'm looking for. Uh, Jimmy Butler, if it's a close game, look for a 35-point game, 35-point effort for Jimmy Butler. And you could keep saying that until you're proven wrong. But I expect Carl Anthony Towns to have a pretty positive start to the week, though, with the... Uh, the Pacers and the Lakers. I think the Wolves win the game, and Carl Anthony Towns gets into the 30 and 16 type of game. I think he's going to have a big one against the Los Angeles Lakers, and it'll be a joy to watch. Uh, I'm not sure we'll hear anything about barbecue chicken on that day, but maybe we will. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> that was really funny. I can't deny that was kind of funny. Um, it's a little better than saying you can't bleep with me. Come on, Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. You don't have to say that. Seriously, don't say. That. Don't go that far, man. Wednesday the 3rd, the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to head to the Brooklyn Nets to Barkley Center. Oh, goody. They are 12-22 and 22 on the season. D'Angelo Russell, the former Los Angeles Laker, the guy who had to go if the Lakers were going to bring in Mr. Lonzo Ball. He just had to go, right? And D'Angelo Russell was emerging nicely last year, but now he's got his own club over there in Brooklyn. And, well, they're still kind of doing what they're doing. Uh, Jalil Okafer has played one game for them, and that's it so far. Uh, whatever, right? Not a whole lot to talk about with that guy right now at this stage. Jeremy Lin, one game. Woohoo! Nick Stuskus, out forever, too. Uh, Trevor Booker's missed a lot of games. Jamari Carroll, 
who was a great three-point shooter. Now he's just average. It's just okay, average. He's averaging about 13 points a game, kind of a starter, six-man, back-and-forth, spot-starter type of guy who gets significant minutes. And a lot of just this and that. Uh, Timothy Mozgov way at the end of the bench, barely sees any action, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff. Just stuff. Sean Kilpatrick, Quincy AC, Isaiah Whitehead. Wait, who, what, where? Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. Huh. Uh, Dinwiddie? That sounds like some little town in rural Minnesota or something. I, I, I don't know, man. Um, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. You know, and no disrespect to any of these guys, but what the hell is this? I mean, did I go in a, did I lose track of something? I mean, I don't know. Um, I think maybe I did. Maybe somebody's going to slap me across the head and say, Joey, where have you been? I don't know, man. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and Jeremy Lin and uh, Jill Okafor. Nick Skuskis and Trevor Booker, yes. Alan Crabb, okay, sure. Alan Crabb, he's okay. But he's just okay. Uh, they're filled with a lot of okay players. I wouldn't mind having Alan Crabb on the Timberwolves, actually. And, you know, he's, he's all right. Small forward type of player out there. Um, you can hit a few threes. Sure. I kind of like Alan Crabb, actually. Be a nice player off the bench. Maybe the Wolves should trade for him, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Damari Carroll. Okay, I've, I've heard of most of these guys, but some of them it's just like, huh, well, yeah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Wolves need to win this game. It, it's on the road, though, and sometimes the Wolves play, sometimes the Wolves have funny games in Brooklyn. Sometimes the Wolves blow the crap out of this team. This is an Andrew Wiggins type of game, though. I mean, Andrew always plays well against the Brooklyn Nets, especially in Brooklyn. He had a 35-point game there. I remember it very well, actually. He was very fun to watch. It was at a 38-point game. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to have a coming-out type of game, <clears throat> or like a welcome back, we'll say. He had an okay week, though, to be fair. Andrew Wiggins had a lot of 20-point games this past week. He showed up. He was aggressive, better than before, this and that. It's just that Butler's kind of been a black hole with the basketball lately, where he went into no-passing zone range. He went into no-pass mode, just basically, as he said, after the Denver game. Um, as long as he doesn't have to do that, I expect Andrew Wiggins uh, to get 30-plus against the... Uh, Brooklyn Nets, and I, I am expecting a win. I don't think it's too much to ask. Uh, I'm debating on previewing the Boston game, because otherwise I'd be previewing five games next week. I will have to probably review five games the review after, so maybe I will just leave that alone, unfortunately. So I will be previewing only three games this week, as I do record on Friday mornings most of the time when it comes to Timberwolves' explosion. Oops, going the wrong direction here. Uh, this is the uh, obviously the series opener, and of course the Wolves play them once again at the end of the month and wrap up the series, which I hope would be a sweep. I hope the Wolves can sweep this club. And just in case Russell Bennett or Rusty Bennett is listening of the crossover podcast, which has vanished off the face of the earth. I miss those guys so much. Also out of Australia, Sydney, Australia, in the case of uh, Rusty Bennett there. Uh, he's a Brooklyn Nets fan, been that for many, many years. Like, loved Vince Carter when he was there and all that. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, the Wolves I, the Wolves need to win this game. I think they should. We've had some funny matchups with this club. It may end up being a split, and I suppose if we do lose one of these, it would be in Brooklyn. But in good faith, I pick the Wolves to win and have a 2 in one week, I believe. I, I don't want to go one and 2 That would be disgusting. <clears throat> Andrew Wiggins will be the star of the game. Butler's going to be what he is. Towns has had some good games against the, uh, the uh, Brooklyn Nets as well, but I'm expecting Wiggins to have a fun kind of a Fun kind of a upper twenties, low thirties type of game. I'm gonna just go with thirty itself. He's always had a he's always had a very good effort against the Brooklyn Nets, and particularly in Barclays Center. I like his 
<laughs> I like I like his history there. So that's where I'm going. Uh, Brooklyn Nets are one out of their last five. They lost to Sacramento. They beat Washington by 30 points. Okay. Okay. They beat Washington by 35 points. What? <laughs> wow. They lose to Indiana by four, lose to San Antonio, big shocker, by 12, and they get run by 15 points in Nolens. So, yeah, um, the Wolves, I think, should beat the Brooklyn Nets. I'll go with the final score. It'll be very high scoring, uh, 120 to 105, 108, something like that. Andrew Wiggins will be the leading scorer for the Wolves with a nice uh, effort attacking the basket and hitting some threes. As I, I'm getting a feeling, as much as Wiggins has struggled from downtown, I have a feeling something's going to turn, the worm's going to turn a little bit, and Andrew Wiggins is going to start hitting some threes, and it's going to be fun to watch. And I, I'm expecting a, maybe four three-pointers, something like that from Andrew Wiggins, and hopefully a good number of free throws, and he starts making those as well. Because I'm getting the feeling something's going to change with Wiggins' shooting, and I'm starting to see the signs of it as well with some of those catch-and-shoots, particularly in that Laker game. You saw hope, and you saw it against Denver as well. You're seeing a little bit of hope here that Andrew Wiggins is about to kind of turn the corner in what has been a frustrating fourth season in the NBA. Um, kind of sad, unfortunately, for him. I think he turns things around a bit, starting with the... Uh, I mean, I, I think he continues the turnaround, and it hits a higher note against the Brooklyn Nets. 120-108 to 108 against the Brooklyn Nets. Minnesota will win the game. Wiggins, 30 points in the game. So with that, we'll take a quick break, come back, and talk to you guys in Fan Interaction, segment number three. Welcome to segment number three, Fan Interaction. I get the guess it's going to be a quiet one, unfortunately, because, again, Christmas and New Year's and all that, everybody's kind of doing something else. And, of course, some of you work in retail and all that. And, yeah, it's not easy. And, of course, others, you're shopping or you're doing this, you're doing that. You're running around the house, as uh, Sam Cassell said years ago. You're not running the house, you're running around the house. And welcome to my world, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my world. I'm running around the house. I'm not Sam Cassell. No matter how hard you try to run the house... I don't know. Okay, we'll leave that alone. I got to leave that alone. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion for Twitter, Levi, Tene, and Vince Germano all retweeting the last show. Levi and Tene, brothers out of New Zealand. Thank you guys so much for retweeting the show. Wolves Explosion episode number 213, Alpha Dog. <laughs> and of course, Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast out of Melbourne, Australia, in the Victoria Providence. Thank you so very much. Twitter, very quiet this week. So, yes, I uh, expect a very quiet uh, fan interaction. There will be some, though. There will be some. I know there was some posting, of course, about Jeff Teague and the no structural damage. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And I'm getting the white screen of nothingness. That's just great. So, quick shout out to Flips Army. Flips Army for Facebook. Look them up, in-game threads, you know, all that good stuff. Timberwolves discussion, just stay away from the freaking Warriors. If you see anything with the Warriors, just boycott it, ignore it. Keep scrolling or tell them to get the hell off the page if anybody posts anything about the Warriors. But luckily, we haven't had to worry about that this much. It was mostly during that stupid 73-win season that got them a second-place trophy that doesn't exist. Oh, I'm so sorry. Too soon. Too soon, right? Oh, I'm so sorry I said that. Oh, I, I, I feel bad, really. No, I don't feel bad at all. At all. 
So let's look at, I should go here first. Visitors post, I'm going to go to that first. Tene Brown out of New Zealand says it was a big mistake for the team not to, yeah, exactly. This is humongous. Not to allow Wiggins to have uh, Hanlon around. That was the shooting coach. His slump began when he was told he couldn't be around the team. Hopefully we'll see some improvement over the next couple of games. And that's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm hinting towards. Something's up. Something's changing a little bit with Wiggins' shot lately. The last few games, I'm seeing a trend. And I'm sensing it's going to take a nice jump forward, particularly in that uh, Brooklyn game. Maybe even before that with Indy, but we'll see. Um, Jerry Zagoda, off of Twitter, of course, Star Tribune, beat writer for the Timberwolves. He's always been good, and he's, uh, you know, yeah, occasionally tweets back as well. Uh, Jerry Zagoda says, blog from practice today in Phoenix. Belitza ramps up, and yes, he's back, but I'm barely noticing him so far. His defense isn't the same, this and that. So, yeah, I didn't even mention him hardly. I'm not going to give him a Johnny Flynn memorial or anything. He just came back from his injury, and he's he took forever and all that. He came back on Christmas Day, so that was a nice little Christmas surprise for us here in the Twin Cities. But, um, yeah, he's not back yet. He's, he's back, but he's not. You know what I mean? He's not the Belitza we saw before. Again, watch out with the whole uh, uh, contract year thing, too, though. I'll have to worry about that. Um, Delisa ramps up and FWIW slumping Wiggins said his personal skills coach, Drew Hanlon, is coming in, but I'm not working with him. So something's, yeah, because his shooting has changed very recently. So it makes you wonder. Now, this was at Phoenix last Friday. So um, very interesting. This is not long after I had recorded the show, so it's obviously very much uh, welcome to this show and very uh, relevant to what's going on out there. Something's up. Drew Hanlon, Drew Hanlon is coming in, but I'm not working with him. But he's coming in for some reason, and Wiggins' shot's looking a little different. So, I don't know. Um, Tom Thibodeau and whoever else, why? Why? You know, why? What's wrong? Does it, does it have to be such a pride thing all the time? Ah. Uh. You know, you gotta you got to overplay certain guys, and, and you can't have this, you can't have that. You know what? Let him have a shooting coach, okay? You know, if the guy is struggling, let him have a shooting coach. It's not the end of the world. I understand you want to be the guy to mold Andrew Wiggins' future, this and that. There's nothing wrong with having some help, you know? I mean, that's why you have assistant coaches in the first place, you know? And I don't know. I mean, maybe you're taking insult to it, like, hey, what's wrong with my assistants, this and that. Well, obviously something's not working. Um, you know, if I was the coach and president of the Timberwolves, maybe I wouldn't like it at first, but then it's like, you know what, let's see what happens. Give it a shot. And I don't know, I'm sensing something's up because Wiggins' shot is changing and looking better. So, yes, awesome post, Levi, or Tanae, pardon me. Thank you very much for that. So we'll continue. And, yeah, it's been very quiet. I posted about... Uh, the Jeff Teague would look like an ACL to me. It looked very significant. I mean, it looked like an ACL. It was exactly like an ACL injury. And you should have seen the look on my face. I put my hands over my head. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. He's he's done. He's done. I mean, you got Tyus Jones, and people are going to be happy to see him. But, boy, I, 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 uh, luckily there are point guards out there. But you don't want to lose Jeff Teague for the season, especially when things look so promising. I mean, the Wolves, what, 20, 20, what, what are we, 20? 22-14 and 14 at this stage. Very solid, strong uh, position in fourth place in the conference, but watch out for those freaking Thunder. They've won six in a row. Here they come. Fifth seed. Don't be surprised if the Wolves and Thunder will tip off. Not face off, but tip off in the first round of the NBA playoffs. 
I do think that will be exactly what happens, actually. I think it's Minnesota and Oklahoma in the first round. Denver will go to San Antonio. Portland will go to Houston. And Nolens will play Golden State like they did a few years ago. That's pretty much what I'm seeing at this stage. Um, Minnesota and Oklahoma City. I think things don't shift a whole lot in the conference. Spurs and Houston, it's interesting. Uh, Golden State, I would love to see Houston get the number one seed, but I don't know. I don't even like uh, Chris Paul or, or uh, James Harden at all. I actually don't like those guys at all, but I still like them more than the, the Warriors. It tells you how much I feel about the Warriors. <laughs> I just love the Warriors. Can you tell? And it's not even this undying hatred. I just don't like them. You know, I mean, it's okay to not like a team. They're, they're too arrogant. Just like a lot of people didn't like the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s. Same reason. Seattle Seahawks nowadays, same bleeping reason. So then again, I talked about the no structural damage. Uh, Vince Germano was saying good news. A couple other guys clicked like this and that. So that's awesome. Uh, Vince Germano was uh, saying I should put up the old logo. And it doesn't fit because HipCast is driving me crazy. And I don't know. I, I have the old logo, but it's the wrong size. And supposedly Dylan has it, but I don't know. He's always busy, this and that. Every time I reach him, he either doesn't answer or he says I'll get back to it. And that's the end of the conversation until God knows. So one of these days we'll have the logo back up on Timberwolves Explosion. So I apologize continuously for it just saying HipCast. I should never have taken it down. Ugh. Why are they such buggers, as Vince would say? They're buggers, all right. Because once you take it down, it's gone. You can't just put it back up again right away. Eh, I don't know, because I thought I had a new logo ready to go. You see it there on the face of and the Twitter account. That's the logo, yet I cannot successfully put it on HipCast right now, and it's really annoying. So, <sighs> apologies continued. Apologies. Timberwolves Explosion has not disappeared from iTunes. You're seeing the show still come out, and apparently you guys are still listening. So thank you very much for that. Uh, I have not given up the show. I never will. The odds of me leaving the show, something's gone terribly wrong, i got to think. Or I got super busy. I would never give up the show completely, but maybe if I ever disappeared for a little while, that that would be uh, something Something happened or whatever. I'm real busy or whatever. Uh, so God bless. Uh, with that, we'll wrap things up. You can call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling into Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Please do join in. would be greatly appreciated. There is the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. I didn't even mention that. Shame on me. Yeah, the call now button. That's where I was just now with Tanae Brown there talking. I uh, and Vince Germano. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And there's the call now button. You click on that. It goes to the same number that I mentioned before. It goes through Facebook Messenger, so it's completely free and all that. You don't have to worry about long distance or anything crazy like that. Even though a lot of that's kind of gone by the wayside the last five years or so with Viber and Skype and God knows what else. So, well, Skype, well, I don't know. We'll move on. (laughs) Viber and all these others, WhatsApp and all those. Um, WhatsApp, actually. Goofy, but it works. Final route is the audio submission route. Multiple ways to do that, of course. The uh, free voice recording applications on your smart device, whatever it is. And then, of course, Audacity or something on your laptop or desktop, whatever it is, save it and then send it to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. Everything, including the Facebook page, the Twitter account, and the email address are all in the show description for copy and paste or just clicking on the link purposes. And there you are. All the information is right there. Join on board. Email email me your audio submission at uh, paladinolive at yahoo.com. And of course, most of the time from a phone, it's not an MP3 right away, but I can convert it in about 30 seconds on Zamzar. 
Uh, so it's real easy. Zamzar with a Z.com. So it's very easy to do that. Final shout out, and I should have done it earlier to the Courtside Podcast, but still got it in at least. Uh, Courtside Podcast, Courtside Network, love you guys so very much. I will be joining the network when it, you know, because right now they're the only show, but I'll be joining and that'll start the network as a network, which it already is a network. I'm getting kind of weird, but I'm just getting weird in a fun way, I guess. Uh, obviously, you check them out on iTunes. That's the first things first, of course, just like this show. And then there's Podbean for the premium shows. Podbean has the free shows, but also would include the premium shows. $20 a year to sign up for that. And, of course, I'll be joining in all that at some point. One of these decades, right? <laughs> I'm, screw- <laughs> I'm just kidding around. But, yeah, one of these one of these days I'll be, getting, I'll be on board and all that as uh, people get time to chit-chat and all that and uh, can get a logo up there, my, my logo up on my... Yeah, iTunes again. But of course, yes, Courtside is on iTunes for sure. And there's also the Podbean application, which is on Android and Apple devices and pretty much all uh, smart smart devices of any kind. I got to think Podbean. That's where you can sign up for the subscription. And also the free shows are already there for the Courtside podcast. 20 bucks a year for that. Join on board immediately. Wayne Hunt is the alpha dog for the Courtside podcast. And of course, there's Vince Germano and Stu Benson, both Laker fans. Hank McCoy is a uh, Memphis Grizzlies fan, but it is a basketball show. It's not just uh, Grizzlies and Lakers, Grizzlies and Lakers. No, it's a basketball show, but they do throw in little uh, little jokes about their teams and stuff here and there, where maybe they're, yeah, they're kind of favoring one team over another for this and that. It's just a fun little thing, though, just like when me and Jens do Showtime and T-Roll and stuff like that. So that's the conversation. Thank you again for joining. Please tell your friends about the show. Please rate Timberwolves Explosion positively on iTunes if you could. If you do like the show and want to help out, please rate me on iTunes if you could. Timberwolves Explosion iTunes or Stitcher would be greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance. With that, we will take a we will take a leave for a week like normal, and we will join you in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Enjoy it, and please be smart, be safe, and yeah, well, it is what it is, and uh, go Timberwolves. Let's get keep our winning ways, and at least hang on to that number four seed.